What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles welcoming you to another edition of Lyles Movie Files. Joining me as always is little brother Jace. How you doing, bro? Shot. Hey man, I'm back a week in time. This feels good, man. But let's get it. All right. So due to some technical difficulties or us taking a little bit more time to gather our thoughts, whichever way you want to phrase it, we're going to break down these DCU reveals from James Gunn, all our thoughts on this, what it means going forward for DC fans. Now, this is the week where yesterday Legion of Superheroes came out. It's a home animation movie from Warner Brothers, and it keeps doing the same thing we see all the time from anything involving the Legion. How do we get Superman, Superboy, Supergirl involved in it? And I think they keep missing the boat with what makes the Legion such a cool group. And I'm hoping eventually at some point, James Gunn, Peter Safford decides, hey, you know what? The Legion of Superheroes is a really good property. We should do something with them. They're pretty cool. They're pretty fun. And there's so many great stories we could tell from the Legion's perspective. This movie is kind of like, hey, Supergirl, and she's traveling to the future. And let's remind everybody of Supergirl's origin, even though she had a TV show, which explained everything you really need to know about Supergirl, instead yeah, of just like, having Supergirl as a member of the Legion. I like three movies, and then Justice League Unlimited, like I said, in your review on wowsmoviefile.com. Ding. Yeah. Um, Legion, is I, I think we talked about this probably a couple months ago, Legion is like tailor-made for a tv show of underutilizing heroes i mean it's just a perfect property you can come up with one storyline bad guy for them for a season they're in the future it may be expensive as all hades but you could or just make it an animated cartoon like justice league unlimited like you don't have to reinvent well and you don't have to bring superman or supergirl i mean like as i even forgot they actually did superman in the legion and that two season uh, show, which was really good. I mean, it was like two or three seasons. It was really good, but it was that was at least a it's Superman, but it's with you had all the Legion personalities. Now it's just like again, it's the here's a little bit of Legion and mostly Supergirl. It's like Supergirl was really fleshed out. We got a real good take, a couple really good takes on Supergirl. We don't actually need to rehash that. We need actually more if you're gonna do Legion Legion. Yeah, it's it's weird because Superboy and Supergirl both existed in the Legion. They were involved in really key storylines. So there's nothing wrong with them being involved. It's just when you make them the core, the center of the Legion universe, like Brian Michael Bendis did on his crappy Legion series, or yeah. we've seen in animated shows, movies, whatever. It's always about how do they relate to Superman slash Superboy. And that doesn't always work. How long did that Bendis run as Superboy? I mean, on that. Legion last like far too long, far longer than necessary. I feel like that was his entire purpose for aging up Jonathan Kent so he could use him as his draw, his anchor for his Legion series, which also sucked. And then left it for everyone else to fix it. All right, so let's go on with what we do know because there's lots of confusion and lots of chaos running around these DC streets. First off, it's Wednesday, which means it's the new season premiere of The Flash the final season of Grant Gustin's adventures of being a non-blonde Barry Allen. And I'm sure the leveling up count in these 13 episodes will be about 52. Yes, 52 is intentional. Mm -hmm. And we will have some iteration of Run, Barry, Run. Eh, let's go about 10 times. 10? In the first episode? 
you know, I, they tried to do that once an episode. Oh, that's right. At the end, the last five minutes, we actually remembers to run. It's whoever, Barry, we're, we are the Flash. Right. Woo-hoo. So run. Run. But yeah. we do know there are some exciting parts of this season, this final farewell, the swan song of the Flash. Stephen Amell is going to be back as Green Arrow. I don't know how they're going to swing that or Oliver Queen, but he's going to be back. I really don't care because DC doesn't care about continuity also. If Stephen Amell wants to come back and suit up, I'm all for it. I mean, as long as it is better than Arrow's season, uh, what was that, eight, where he basically got shifted off, shipped off to, hey, we're going to do this backdoor pilot after the last season's backdoor pilot didn't get picked up. That was awful. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm cool with, <laughs> you know, if they want to just do this in flash, I mean, uh, flashbacks, that's cool with me. I, I, I think you need, like, Flash has been struggling with the 10,000 extra characters who basically get rinsed and recycled every year after year. Sidekick, sidekick levels up, sidekick goes away. Yada, 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 yada. It's very tiring. And hopefully Stephen Amell gives it the, hey, I got somebody who's been a hero longer than Barry, so we don't have to keep doing this trope every year, even if it's only 13 episodes. So let me bring... Let me run the synopsis down by you here. After defeating the reverse flash once and for all, ha, 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 if you buy that, I've got so much more to sell you. The ninth season of The Flash picks up one week later following their epic battle. And Barry and Iris West Allen are reconnecting and growing closer than ever before. But when a deadly group of rogues descend on Central City, led by a powerful new threat, not the reverse Flash. The Flash and his team, Caitlin Snow, Meta Empath Cecile Horton, the light-powered Meta Allegra Garcia, Gazuntite, Brazilian tech nerd Chester P. Runk, and reformed cryogenic Steve Mark Blaine must once again defy impossible odds to save the day. But as the rogues are defeated, a deadly new adversary rises to challenge Barry Allen's heroic legacy. And in their greatest battle yet, Barry and Team Flash will be pushed to their limits in order to save Central City one last time. Okay, the rogues get one episode. From all that synopsis, the rogues get one episode, and they they are done quicker than Flashpoint. Okay, (laughs) like, let's get that straight. And somehow, it's not the reverse Flash, it's the reverse Zoom Flash. You what? just know they cannot go a season without having the master villain be reverse flash. I'm not even going to say a speedster. It's going to be reverse flash. It's, just because, like, hey, why not? I mean, Harrison Wells was somehow revealed he was reverse flash all along. <laughs> all along. <laughs> and it was all, uh, Earbar was actually his distant, his second brother, cousin. Yeah, it was all a dream. Yeah. It was like, I mean, it's going it's to be a curtain call. We're going to see Cisco back. We're going to see. Uh, Eddie Thon back again, again, again. You know, that, that was one of those where, much like my boy from season one of Arrow, they're really regretting killing off a character, and then they're trying to figure out how in the world can we keep bringing him back. Let's figure it out. Again, but it, both of those two characters were part of the needless CW trope love triangle, and they actually yeah. cast two good actors. Like, oh, crap, we could have just made this a regular person. Oh, crap, why do we do that? Yeah. Like, it just so it's it's funny. It's like I want to get excited on Flash, but it's like last season I was really like, okay, y'all, y'all get a chance to kind of think about this whole thing. You're gonna bring in this new villain, okay? And then by the end of it, it was what do we have? The strong, the the evil forces. You know what's hilarious? So 
with these CW shows, I've kind of been like, eh, I'll get around to them when I get around to them. I've been dealing with other things and reviewing these TV shows hasn't been as important because nobody cares. I don't care. And I was like, you know what? I looked at my DVR and was like, I, I need to finish doing that Flash season. So then I went to the DVR and was like, darn it, it's not here. I guess it just deleted it over time. And then I went to, to Netflix and queued up the final episode. And then I started writing. And I was like, wait a second. I have already watched this and reviewed this episode. It was terrible. And it was, I've never had that happen before. It's like, oh, you were the person that deleted from the DVR. Because as soon as it's over, you press delete, delete, delete. I was like, it was, it was wild. So I have no great expectations. Only the fact that it's the final season may make it better because they don't have anything else to fall on. So you just said in your synopsis, you said kills Bane and Frost. Already tells me everything I need to know. And and meta psychic Cecile, like seriously, and, and Zertek, come on. Like this is <laughs> this is this is our team flash. Like we had four season one had four characters, and one of them was actually Barry Allen, who would actually be in more than five minutes of an episode before he has to get pep talked into running again. Like, no, you can't tell me this is gonna be good. I know it's like I, I, I got it probably taping right now, and it's even judging me. Like, seriously? You still want to go on this ride? You're still doing this yeah, for 13 man. more weeks, player. 13 I'm more just, weeks. <laughs> it's, it's, on, it's, on, it's at your own risk. Right. It's at your own risk, man. All right. So March 14th, we see the return of Superman and Lois for season three. James Gunn said two weeks ago, and I may need to check because this could change on a whim with the way the DCU operates, but... He said the show is popular, so I don't expect this season to be its final season. And there is some reason that that will be the case because they've got this new DC show and they're putting them together, calling it Super Nights. So there is some reason they could keep along for more than this season. But we'll see what happens. I'm still not buying it next or whatever the heck who really owns the CWs want us to keep this show. I mean... It may be popular, but it might be their only night of popular content. They might be like, you know what? Let's go to syndicated stuff, reality show. It's a whole lot cheaper to make. Um, I know I was watching somebody and they were talking about how this season, like the previews look very similar to the start of Injustice. And if so, that pretty much spells this is the end of the show. Well, we'll see. So I'm going to fast forward through some of the synopsis, but here's the... <laughs> troublesome part for anyone who's been paying attention to let's say Smallville, Superman and Lois amid all this upheaval John Henry is haunted by his doppelganger's past leading to dangerous consequences for him and Natalie. I'm a little worried because they make Natalie like super amazing and awesome and everything and she's a boring annoying character but this is the part that I'm very concerned about. Lana Lang and Kyle redefine their family post-separation, while Sarah explores what the future holds for her and Jordan, now that she knows the truth about his powers. I so don't care. Like, so don't care anymore about Lana and Kyle and Sarah, and then the little kid that we never remember until it's time. Like, oh, they have a daughter. Oh, we, we do have this little sibling. Yeah. Do we recast her? No. She's, she's still waiting on her first lines of the show. Season. Um... But in that synopsis, I don't know how much you skipped out of when you said hey, I just went past the the super the, the people that we care about. Superman. Oh, Lord. you mean the title characters yeah, that will be know, in yeah. the show like right. five minutes? Right. Yeah. Um 
I, I mean, funny joke. I like, I like, I still like the show, but it's starting to hit those extra Greg Berlanti tropes real hard. And it's like, okay, again, the main character is the value. There once again is ten thousand more heroes than are necessary. It's like it's freaking Superman. You don't need twenty thousand people. Like if you wanted to make his sons super, you know, little Superman, one of them ends up being a bad guy. You could have done that. That was actually an avenue, but you didn't. You wanted to make one the Superboy and one the oh, I wish I could be my brother, but blah blah blah, like. Oh, and and my not stepsister from another alternate universe is also getting. It's like, oh, and Lana in her cast is like, ah, oh, champ. That's yeah. I, it's, it's you got way too many. This it's again way too bloated. I and it's like the whole Lana universe is the worst because they take so much time for nothing. It's like dude, they I, spent all of season two. Kyle, you're terrible. I'm really terrible. I'm so awful. I'm terrible. I'm going to do everything to get your chest back. And then, and then I'm still not getting back with you, Kyle. I'm like, who the heck cares? I'm who sorry. wanted them to be split up in the first place? Seriously, I hate to tell you this. I actually wanted to see a show about superheroes. Not real life. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even, and I also don't want a show where everybody, by the end of ne- probably by episode one, everybody will know the collection is Superman. So all of Smallville will know, hey, hey, Superman, hey, Clark, how you doing? I need some help with the crops. Thanks, buddy. Like, nah, I'm, they gotta have told this so far down for me to like, all right, season four, really looking forward to it. You guys will make it to HBO Max. I'm like, really? Just at this point for TV shows, like, just give me the Green Lantern on HBO Max because. All, right, all, right, all right, you're going too far. All right. So. The other half of this Super Nights is Gotham Nights, and that's also premiering March 14th. I'm telling you right now, I won't watch 30 seconds of this unless it just happens to go on the overrun of my recording of Superman and Lois. Here's the synopsis of Gotham Nights. Batman is dead and a powder keg has ignited Gotham City without the Dark Knight to protect it. In the wake of Bruce, Main, Bruce Wayne's murder, his adopted son, Turner Hayes, is framed for killing the Cape Crusader, along with the children of some of Batman's enemies. Duella, an unpredictable fighter and skilled thief who's born in Arkham Asylum and abandoned by her father, Harper Rowe, um, by her father, Harper Rowe, a streetwise and exurbic engineer who can fix anything, and her brother, Cullen Rowe, a clever transgender teen who is tired of being polite and agreeable. With a charismatic and hard-charging district attorney, Harvey Dent, and the GCPD hot on their trail, Turner will rely on allies, including his best friend and formidable coder, Stephanie Brown, and unlikely Batman sidekick, Carrie Kelly. But our knights will soon learn that there is a larger, more nefarious force at work within Gotham City. This team of mismatched fugitives must band together to become its next generations of saviors, known as the Gotham Knights. How awful does that sound? Uh... I mean, this is one of those times I'm the court. I'm like, this just sounds like a chocolate daddy. I mean, I got to quote Lonnie on that. That just sounds bad. I mean, you know, it's going to be like, oh, what's his name? Really, you get his name. Oh, he's going to be Jason Todd or Drake by the end of the first episode. And it's like, you really think I'm going to fall for this? Like, I definitely don't want to see bloated. I mean, you're starting out with a bloated cast. Yep. And they're not going to be in any kind of costumes. Nope. At all. So, <laughs> why? I mean, just it's, it's, Teen Gotham Riverdale. Like, 
Yeah. I'm good. You, 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 uh, way before, I mean, when this, it's like, and trying to bring out uh, Castiel from Supernatural is Harvey Dent. I understand you try. Good job. I, I hope, you know, Castiel gets some, you know, gets, get some more paychecks, but then it goes through, through me. <laughs> Back there before you're done. All right. Be okay. Right. So to further confuse things because they need it, Shazam Fury of the Gods is coming to theaters March 17th. And there's still a two-year window between now and the James Gunn, Peter Safran, DC films take effect. So for now, it's just kind of like the leftovers. We'll see what sticks. If it makes enough money, maybe Shazam will be in. Gunn has gone on record basically saying Shazam's a separate part of the DC universe, kind of stood on its own corner, despite the heavy references to the Justice League in the first Shazam. And so I guess if it does well, it'll carry through they're not doing any cameos or anything so if it works maybe we'll see these characters show up again what's your thoughts on this and i can tell you one thing before i ask your opinion i really hated the started from the bottom now here in a shazam trailer like stop you don't need to throw in some rap hook just to get people excited especially one that doesn't make any sense for your movie I mean, I mean, you could say he started out from the bottom as a young orphan, and now he's a superhero. But it looks like from the trailer, it's like, why is? I mean, he's like, it's when he's actually Shazam, he's not doubt. He's not supposed to be doubting himself. He's literally got the confidence of like I don't know who. He's supposed to basically not full of himself, but he ain't supposed to be doubt. He's not supposed to be doubting himself. And oh wow, I don't know. I'm having an identity crisis. Like I don't. I'm. I'm like, I want to watch this movie, but I'm really just like, it's gonna have it's gonna mean nothing. By the end of it, it's gonna mean nothing. There's gonna be nothing connecting it to nothing. It's gonna be hopefully something I want to watch, but it's like <laughs> it's just gonna be another DC movie. That's not yeah, it's, it's gonna be like another thing on my shelf that's like, wow, that went absolutely nowhere. <laughs> like, I mean, at the end of it, they're gonna beat the they're gonna beat the old gods, and you know what? There's gonna be no like uh apocalypse uh cameo there's gonna be nothing it's gonna be like all right guys gonna go back to the couch yeah there's nothing else to do it's not it leads to absolutely nothing and they know that it's like they've 100 they probably like okay we try and connect us with black adam but the rock is like i think that's too kiddie so i don't want to be connected with them you're literally part of the freaking universe rock you can't (laughs) you can't say you're not part of shazam you literally are in shazam what so it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. And then it's like, oh, we're bros. Well, guess what? We're going to be here longer than you. It's like, the rock says, it doesn't work for me, brother. All right. So one thing that is definitely true about the Shazam movie, they waited way too long to make that sequel because all those kids look totally different. It's like, who are these kids? Oh, right. They're the exact same actors who was playing in the first Shazam. They're just super aged up now. They really make did. your movies faster, DC. I was just say you're you're serious that no one was recast. No, they were not. <laughs> I looked at all looked that dude, when they brought everybody. I'm like Adrian. I mean, it's like damn. Well, I guess you know, man, probably had to age them up. You know, had to had to recast. Like, nope. That's and, just how they look now. And then you have to explain what the heck they've been doing so long to be aged up. I don't know. Right, move on. All right, so the Flash is coming June 23rd. Like it or not, and <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> this sucker seems like it's going to be all kinds of issues and problems. 
apparently the cameos with Henry Cavell, Gal Gadot, maybe Ben Affleck, maybe Michael Keaton, or slash, maybe maybe Michael Keaton's still around. I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows at this point. We are going to see Sasha Kale as Supergirl, but that might not mean much of anything. Anyway, stay tuned. What's your thoughts on Flash? Okay. Um, this is the thing that has to destroy all of DC. So, I mean, I, hey, I, I might as well watch, what is it? Uh, Justice League. Uh, Flashpoint Paradox. No, no, gosh, that was actually good. I'm talking about, I need uh, that end of the 52 universe, uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, where they killed everybody and just say, hey, hey Barry, we need another Flashpoint. <laughs> really oh, you're talking about the anime. That was, oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's really what it's basically going to come down to. It's like, all right, all this is going to be trash. I mean, it's all the leaks. Oh, yeah, Michael Keaton's going to be Batman going for it. No, no, he's not. Uh, Oh, yeah, we're actually going to have a first Latina Supergirl. No, we're not. Like, it's just like, you just, everything is saying, this is the end of the Snyderverse. Well, let's not, 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 not just yet. So, what do you know? DC has a third film coming out this year. This is like a record for them. It's almost like a Marvel Studios year. Blue Beetle is coming August 18th. And Blue Beetle is going to be Jamie Reyes, Jaime Reyes. And mm-hmm all of his adventures, this should work. The costume, at least what we've seen, looks comic accurate, which is great. But, and Blue Beetle's a Latino hero, so that taps into a different market that hasn't been explored by Marvel Studios, which is great. And he's a fun character. It should work. Of course, who knows what's going to happen. They'll probably keep himself contained, so if it does work, they can easily throw Blue Beetle into this new generation, new universe, whatever happens. But it's weird because I'd assume Flash is going to change and reset so much stuff, potentially, maybe. And then we're going to start off with start off with Blue Beetle. I, I well, I mean, it would it's very odd to start everything in Blue Beetle, but their track record is they don't know what they're doing. Um that's true. Speaking I mean of, I, yeah. oh, oh wow, I'm sorry. There's a fourth film. I mean, this is throw everything out of the wall and, and let's just move on. Clean just throw everything we had in the can. Actually, yeah, literally in the can and just toss it out there. So December 25th, your Christmas present, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, featuring probably Jason Momoa's final appearance as Aquaman. And I assume he's going to be fighting Black Mana. It's just teased in the first film, but who knows? Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all we've got on this one. Okay, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, okay. So let me, let, me, let me get you straight. You're having Flash come out in March. Yeah. Why not shift Flash to December and kill the thing all out at once? That, that would seem to make more sense. Because I'm I'm sure, like, after all of this, Jason Momo is not going to be the sole survivor rocking young Jeezy. So you know, survivor. I'm I'm just not buying that. So why not just say, hey, you know, we're just gonna put Flash in everything. You know, I mean, hey, you might as well pay he'll pay Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot one last time. I mean, they kept. I mean, they it wasn't their fault that you know y'all cut half of their movies to make them suck. That was your doing, and it, it's just like y'all really are trying to get us hype about the next phase of DC. And 
this I mean you you it almost at this point say, hey guys, I'm not gonna lie, this is everything we had in the can. We want the Astros to get paid, we want the production crews to get paid, so we're gonna throw it on tape so y'all can be the judge of it. And then even if you love it, we don't care. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> you can judge it, but we've already made our decision. The the verdict's in. Yeah, I think that probably makes a lot of sense, but the marketing is already underway. We're seeing leaks of Batman, Michael Keaton in the flash, all the different flash figures for the movie. So I assume that's what's driving it, but I'm with you. I think that makes a lot of sense to just swap Aquaman and flash and call it a day. But since in DC movies doesn't always make a lot of sense anyway. All right. So after you've gotten these four movies, you're going to go a long time in 2024 without seeing another DC film like October 4th, 2024. That's the next DC film after Christmas of this year. And that's going to be Joker, Foley Do. And this is where we're going to have Harley Quinn show up and she's played by Lady Gaga. This is the DC Elseworlds universe, as James Gunn has explained. And for comic fans, Elseworlds is basically the what if of DC where they just throw anything out there and just have a little fun with the concept. And Joker in this universe all to himself is a perfect Elseworlds contender. I'm not excited about this one at all. What's your thoughts? Why didn't I just slap this on most of the other crap? I mean, on all this <laughs> stuff. I don't get, I don't, I don't know if this was one of those things that was in the can already. And they think this, I mean, the musical of Joker, Sweeney Todd. made a billion dollars, so it was getting a sequel. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> technically speaking, didn't uh, gosh, didn't like the Superman movie get a sequel? And it did. I mean, it made a billion, and it still didn't get a sequel. I mean, like, this whole thing is just like, I mean, again, it is 100 because I did not like Joker. I did not want to see a sequel. I will again. It will play just like Titans does on my uh, HBO Max. Not at all. <laughs> In, in my household, like, I I just don't want to see, I mean, like, you, even, like, you know, if they come up and say, hey, we're going to do Elseworld, another Elseworld project, I'm still just like, I'm, you think I'm going to wait another year to watch some stuff that I don't want to watch anyway? Like, I'm good. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I am kind of curious about this one. At some point in 2024, Colin Farrell will be back as the Penguin, an eight-episode HBO Max series. Uh, following the events of the Batman, I'm not necessarily enjoying the fact that we're going to have a Batman show without Batman and a Penguin spinoff because Penguin really shouldn't be doing a whole lot. So I guess it's just going to be like a gangster show with Colin Farrell's excellent take on Penguin. I think that's the draw, but I don't know if I'm really cared or invested that much in this version of Penguin and this version of Gotham to enjoy it for eight episodes. How about you? Again, why why are we doing Elseworld TV shows if we're taking it down to scrap? And this is after. I mean, it's like so you you're leaving that door open for Elseworld for everything to eventually ends up. Elseworld swallows your DC universe. Like it's the easiest decision is cancel it all, make it all ours. And when they fire us in two years, you know. We try. <laughs> like, <laughs> we tried our absolute best. Sorry. Before we, before we get our first actual movie out, then they'll say, "Oh, yeah, we're going in a different direction." Like I thought, we had a ten-year contract. Now nah, that that you, you, your lawyer didn't read the fine print. We said, "Uh, if we flip a coin and it goes to tails, you're out." Yeah. So 
here's what we got. So that's everything that was on the table that's getting done for sure. Now we're ushering into the James Gunn, Peter Safran era of DCU. And the first one is going to be Creature Commandos. And this is an odd choice. It's seven episodes on HBO Max. It's a cartoon. It's going to be featuring Rick Flagg Sr., who, if you may recall, was the name of the hero in Suicide Squad. It's going to be his father. We have Nina Mazursky, Dr. Phosphorus, a Batman villain who's basically a skeleton and burns whatever he touches. Eric Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, because you only need one Frankenstein. Why not have two? Because DC's all about redundant characters, G.I. Robot, and Weasel from the Suicide Squad. And Amanda Waller is going to be leading this Black Ops team of monstrous prisoners. So basically, it's Creature Commandos is an extension of Suicide Squad, just with monsters, but the Suicide Squad basically had a bunch of monsters anyway, so I don't know what the difference is. That was literally people who were killed in the first five minutes of the Suicide Squad, right? Right. I don't know. I just... uh as a cartoon i can take it or leave it and uh my my judgment says leave it so if you want to put that on hbo max then i don't have to watch it that's fine like i it's do i think it's the best property to come out with first no but i can i don't have to i don't have to engage with that content yeah so the plan at least according to gun and saffron is they're going to do two movies two hbo max shows a year starting in 2025 so at least that's a plan I still think that's a little low when you consider the output for Marvel Studios where a typical year is three movies, four Disney Plus shows at this rate. So eh, don't know about how that's going to work out. Well, I mean, Marvel kind of oversaturated theirs with the less than stellar, say, was it phase four? Phase four. Phase four. Phase four. Like, yeah. So phase four was a face plant. If you can give me three movies, you know, and two two shows, I mean, I, I... Maybe it'll come up and say, hey, we're doing so well, we can't up it to three movies. We can expand the writing team or who we actually want to share our vision of DC Universe with an extra writer or two to pump out some new content so it's three movies. Because, I mean, as much as I I know I've talked about, it's like comic book movies, action movies, keep box office lights on. Maybe it's like maybe DC understands and Warner Brothers says, hey, maybe we should cast some of that money here. We got these properties. Let's do it. So maybe they can figure out a way to expand it. Well, they're going to keep expanding the HBO Max offerings because Waller is also getting a show. So Waller's going to be in Creature Commandos. Viola Davis is really a central part of the James Gunn, Peter Safran DCU. That's not too bad. Viola Davis is great in everything she does. Her and Amanda Waller were so good, they had to bring her over from the original Suicide Squad to the new one, to Peacemaker. So we're going to see a lot more of Amanda Waller. She's getting her own show. This is going to feature members of Team Peacemaker. There's a joke on twitter that somebody was like james gunn doesn't know who who's going to be involved in anything but if they're involved working with his wife they'll continue to work and definitely seems to be the case here um this is interesting because we're getting creature commandos we got peacemaker i assume at some point we'll see another suicide squad what's the appeal for you for amanda waller's show um to me it doesn't actually make sense to have an amanda waller show before you have a bunch of heroes populating your universe. Because all it's going to be, what are you going to tell? Like how 
Amanda Waller moves up in the rank of the shadow government. No, no, it's set between Peacemaker season one and two. But Jeff, Peacemaker in season one and season two shouldn't exist because it's all wiped out after Flashpoint. Because remember, at the end of Peacemaker, you saw Jason Momoa and Flash, so that shouldn't actually exist. You know, it's really interesting how right away they're coming into problems. I feel like they were sequestered away, did their retreat, and totally forgot basic details. Like somebody forgot to bring the, the red yarn connecting one project and one movie to the next. I'm like, oh, we should tie this stuff together. But why it doesn't make issue. sense to do any of this? It's like, it's literally like, we can't do that. Yeah. Well, we, we just, I mean, it's like, it's almost like they're, they tried to almost try and pull a, what is it, a Superman uh, Returns? It's like, yeah, those other movies, three and four, yeah, they're done. We're just <laughs> gonna act like, and, oh yeah, and, and and Superman's a deadbeat dad. Like, just what? Wait a minute, what? And he's like, a stalker. Don't forget that. It's, it's all hey, it's a stalker deadbeat dad. Like that's just like we're we're cutting. I mean, like they're literally pulling what I joke about how I watched The Matrix Three, where once Neo's dead, I turn the movie off. They've literally decided that's how they're gonna do their DC universe. Okay, and I'm, and Peacemaker is done. Shows up. Nothing else happened after that. There was no cameo. Like, come on. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the big man himself, July 11, 2025, circle it in your calendars, Superman Legacy, the first film in this new DCU. James Gunn is writing it. No idea who's going to direct it. We do know for sure, uncategorically, that Henry Cavill will not be James Gunn, Superman. He said DC kind of dicked Henry Cavill around, and uh, that's pretty crummy what they did. It's really messy, but he's not the Superman for the story I'm telling. And the story he's telling is going to be based off of All-Star Superman, a really great Superman story written by Grant Morrison. And if you haven't read it, definitely recommend checking it out. DC Animated also made a movie of it, which was really good because they used the source material, which is, oh, what a wild, wacky idea that is. Take an original story from the comic book and just adapt it for your animation projects. So anyway, that's good. What are you thinking about this one? Okay, as a, I, 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 to, I would love to hear uh, Gunner's reaction once he hears that All-Star Superman is the basis of Superman. Because you think you'd have a conniption. But I love that movie. I love the book. I don't know how you... The funny thing is, you take inspiration of it kind of like, uh, what was it, The Dark Knight? But you have to... I mean, the ending, you can't use the ending because that ending and Superman. <laughs> so you can't... It's like, it's like you got... You're going to a point and then it's like, okay, and it's over. But people like me are going to be like, why'd you do that? <laughs> It's like, 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 are you gonna have him like fight Samson and uh, his buddy, and then that's it, that's the end of the movie. Like, <laughs> like come on, guys. Like, are we bringing Alex? Like, are you casting your Lex Luthor? Because hey, it, it better be better than uh, even though I love this dude uh, and everything else in Titans. Like, as soon as they in, in, it said Titans was the Lex Luthor, are you gonna shave? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> okay, see, <laughs> y'all, y'all doing too much. So I'm hoping they kind of like, hey. We are taking inspiration. We love, we want a hopeful Superman, not as dark as the Snyderverse Superman. And that's where we are taking our inspiration. Like, we are not, we're, we're going to a much more uplifting Superman. So we have a Batman, or eventually our Batman can be his opposite, but still on the same path. So uh, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's 2025 right now. 
and you know they push it back so that's 2026 and then some of us will be like superhero movies ah i forget about that mess what's what's marvel on hey king dynasty's out man i got time for this yeah so right see that that's the real problem because their 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 timing always sucks. They're so far behind, and you gotta assume the Marvel's gonna figure out how to get fans excited for the phases of these films, and the promise, the lore of an Avengers movie will get people hyped up and excited. And they got and their next property that will get people there is coming out in next week. Yeah, so we'll see. Good luck, guys. <laughs> Best of luck to everybody. All right, so after Superman ushers in the first dcu film now we're going back elseworlds so october 3rd 2025 the batman part two robert pattinson director matt reeves continuing the epic six hour long crime saga of the dark knight and this is like i said again in elseworlds reeves has mentioned he wanted to make his batman story a trilogy a la christopher nolan his entire inspiration for his batman film and so we'll see what happens. Are you excited about this continuation of this saga, knowing it's a totally separate part of the Batman or DC universe? It's pointless. I mean, it really is. It's literally pointless. I'm literally trying to wipe it off, actually, in my thought of this actual movie, because it sounds like some trash. Like, I can't understand why you don't say, hey, we have we have a ball now. No, we can just say, hey, like, I mean, like, hey, you guys gave us the keys to this kingdom. We're not late. We're not. The movie's not happening because a we we are so so many times they were always complaining about oh somebody in TV might give somebody the wrong idea so we're gonna <laughs> scrap. But let, we're gonna put two things on the movie theater because that won't confuse your general public. Like I'm I'm sorry. Like if you think the ladies on the Today Show are going to understand anything about your stupid elseworld you're 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 living in an elseworld right now like that's just stupid like just say hey we love you know we love <laughs> seeing that uh Pattinson, but it's not going to happen he was jerked around by the previous administration but i think we you know he's just not our batman like just move on just, like, just change the name and you're, you're fine <laughs> insert here but we hope you well in your future endeavor. Right. Okay. Yeah, but man, that that's so true. So, what was it like working with Ezra Miller? Um, that's not my Batman. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, and John Cena. How much fun did you have working with him? Uh, yeah. Again, not 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 part of my movie. So, so, so how hard was it working out for the role? I didn't. I didn't, I didn't work out. <laughs> I'm not that Batman either. <laughs> All right, so at some point, now there are no dates for these, but this is the next TV show. It's Lantern. It's going to be Hal Jordan, John Stewart, and what Gunn describes as a true detective style space cop saga. And they've got to travel around to figure out what's going on. This story is apparently going to have wider repercussions throughout the DCU. Uh, it's going to be a series on HBO Max, and I think it could work. I'm wondering, kind of weary, leery of them going, okay, we make it a TV show. That way we don't have to have them be in lanterns all the time. And they can power down and just walk and talk and be in a car or something. You saw through that, huh? Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering how quick they're going to get the rest of the lantern core in there. I mean, it's like, there's, I mean, how far do you, how, how long do you think before Guy Gardner gets in there? Like episode two? 
I think in doing a Lantern show, you you kind of owe it to the audience to show the Green Lantern core. Mm-hmm. And you can't just go, well, they're the Lanterns away, and these are the Earth Lanterns. I think you got to have them come in contact with O at some point through the series, like maybe multiple episodes, or at least contacting people, like, you know, getting annoyed with the Guardians and then going off to do their next thing or whatever. And I'm hoping it's not just, hey, here's one episode of an issue. Like, they have some arcs throughout, maybe like two or three episode arcs. So it's not just one episode. Here's one problem we solved. It's just like a full mystery or whatever yeah, with mini arcs lives. along the way. Um, I'm I'm hoping they have a bigger budget than Krypton. So, well, yeah. that would that would just mean they'd have two sets. <laughs> I mean, that's really bad. Like they have one bar that supposedly this is Oa's bar, and this is the <laughs> Oa of uh, Krypton. Oh, they just changed the up lighting. Now we're on. <laughs> green screen (laughs) i I, i'm i'm hoping they actually they have a little fun with it even if it's dark i mean true detective i know i again i'm still not trying to understand i don't understand kind of the interwoven theme of the dc this saffron gun universe maybe you know it'll all make sense in 2027 when they have three movies out but Right now, it seems a hodgepodge of serious, Elseworld. Very random stuff just yeah, kind of coming out there. Yeah, because it's like, think about if if Marvel had come out in 2008 like this, it, we wouldn't be on we wouldn't be on phase four. I mean, just so what, would, what would the equivalent of this be for Marvel's phase one? Let's say they open up with Guardians of the Galaxy. But not the ones that we know, like the old school ones from Vance Astro, Martin X, Yondu, that crew. So they start off with them, and then we get a Captain America movie, and then we go into Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, and as a the as actual a current Ant Man and Wasp, not like Hank yeah. Pym and uh, Hank Pym and, and Jan Van. Yeah, Dyke. it would have to be. It's got to be like Scott Lang and Hope. And no, it then, couldn't be that. Hank and Chan. Go class. Yeah, no, no, that would actually make too much sense. No, it's got to be like completely random. Like, okay, so let's, no, I mean, they're doing John and, and Hal. So, I mean, classic Green Lanterns. You think of Green Lanterns, you think of those two. I'm thinking Hank Pym, Janet Van Dyne. All right, so let's see. Then where else would they go? All right, so then we would do, we would do um, Asgard before Thor. And then we would do... You jump in the gun, remember? Because you, yes, you we'll have a Miles Morales, Then we'll do a Miles Morales Spider Man. Yeah. Yes. That would be what we're getting so far. All right. So, next up on the film side is The Authority. And The Authority is interesting. They're really good characters, but it's very much a deconstruction of classic, you know, happy go lucky superheroes. These guys are a little bit miserable. They'll do stuff like killing people. They'll take out heads of states, change governments. They're all about getting the job done, no matter the repercussions or cost. And I think introducing them as your first team is a mistake because you don't have the antithesis of them with the heroic noble Justice League. You're just seeing these harsher, more Punisher-like heroes coming together and doing real damage. What's your take on that? Because I'm like, let me make sure. I'm like, uh, the Batman equivalent is that Moon Knighter? Knighter. Midnight. Like, hey, I like a. 
I, he was one of those characters when he came out. I'm like, wow, this is kind of different. But he, I mean, I knew it was a Batman. You know, Pope, like, here's what Batman, if he had no restraint. I mean, he's just as smart as Batman. And he was, but he was a good character. And the whole, like, I liked his career. I was actually mad when they actually canceled the book because it was like, y'all had some legs here. Like, but in that, I guess, was it 52? They decided not, it was, no, it's probably before 52, but they didn't let that one ride. So now trying to go from that almost makes as my sense as doing the Suicide Squad before you address this league. And it's like, how, I mean, and you guys had like a month of getting high, you know, on some mushrooms in a dark corner. And this is what you come up with? Like, I mean, and, and they didn't use drugs. I mean, I apologize and I don't need to defame them or, you know, besmirch their uh, lovely craft. But to be honest, like, this seems like you, you're you just like not reading the room. It's like everybody doesn't want to go dark as soon as you get the gun on superheroes. Like, you basically have two potentially dark superhero movies before you have in your hopeful superhero team like you come it's like basically like we came out with the just i mean uh legion of doom before we came out with the justice Society. <laughs> like is y'all making this dumb decisions before i spend dollar one and it's really making me decide if i'm not I'm, hey i may want to spend my dollars not watching any of this yeah all right well here's something else on hbo max we're going to get paradise lost this is telling the origin of themiscara and the amazons and it's being soul pitch like a game of thrones story you know i like gotham i thought it was fun because they stopped caring and they're like you know what we're going to introduce all of batman's rose and who cares and once i got with that i was like you know what you guys keep doing what you're doing <laughs> but they figured it out they were like hey when we initially pitched this we had it had a vision but we knew real hard we, we took a look at ourselves and said this is not going to work if we keep going down this track. So we're bringing them all. Yeah. I mean, like, we're, giving joke, we're giving you Joker. We're giving you Penguin. We're giving you Rachel Gould. We are giving every Poison Ivy. And <laughs> we're giving it everything. And then we're, at the epilogue episode, we're going to say Batman's here. Like, no. Nah, right. I mean, they even threw in Bane. They did not care. It was fun. I don't know if this is going to be fun. I feel like this is going to be a little bit too heavy too super serious too much navel gazing where they're just sitting around talking and chatting oh these terrible dudes hercules is awful we got to get rid of him and you know i just don't understand this rush to not focus on the heroes much like with gotham knights i don't care about a gotham where batman's dead that was a problem with batwoman you don't have to kill batman to make people care about batwoman and this show Stay tuned. We're going to see Wonder Woman. You know, that character that was so good in Batman versus Superman and then her own standalone and in Justice League. And then we don't know what the heck we did with her in that sequel. And we're not bringing her back. Yeah, let's talk about all the good stuff before she came around. Now, I've said the Amazons are one of the best parts of, you know, that opening scene where they fight Darkseid or Steppenwolf. That was awesome in Justice League. That was really, really good in, in both versions. Mm -hmm. And I never tire of seeing the Amazons kick tail. I am kind of like, you guys are, we're, we're going with the Amazons before we get to Wonder Woman and your interpretation of this DC universe. I don't need an origin of them before I see who you're trotting out as Wonder Woman. Like how long is, how long is it going to be before Wonder Woman comes out? Centuries before her birth. I mean, cause it's like, it, you, you have to do, it's like, even from basically our small understanding of comic books, it's like the Amazons, don't just magically come up two days later and have Diana from 
It's it's just not. It's years, centuries, like you said. It's a long, drawn out process. And again, you just jumping things like, oh, we we we're talking. It's like, did you talk about anything? It's like, hey, we need to build the core of our universe. I, I mean, I watched the podcast. So like, we're trying to build the core of our universe, and it's like. But you're not dealing with the core of the universe. I don't yeah. understand that. It's like doing a Krypton show, a Gotham City, decades before Batman shows up, and Themyscira, and, and here's here's Coast City before Hal Jordan moves in. Yeah. There's nothing here. It's just a city. It's like right. every other daggone city. It's just here. Here, would you like to know where Hal Jordan, Hal, Je- Hal Jordan's parents met? Yeah, no, they're normal people, and one of them is actually an airline pilot. But this before it's actually when he's a teenager. Yeah, it's it's such a terrible strategy. I'm not a fan of it, and I don't know why DC keeps doing this. But they're they just it doesn't matter who's in charge. They like to take things all the way back. So next up, at some point, the brave and the bold, and this one is going to feature the DCU Batman, not Robert Pattinson. In case you were curious or worried. It's going to be whoever they choose, and he's not going to be alone. He's going to be teaming up with his son, Damian Wayne. So we're going to see our first Robin since Chris O'Donnell in Batman Forever. Which is kind of scary when you think about it like that. I mean, I guess Batman and Robin on the screen together. We've seen Robin in Teen Titans and such and such, or Titans. Um, This is going to be based, again, on Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin, and that's a really good story they're going to take it from the post nightwing so it's going to be bruce wayne operating there not uh nightwing dick grayson and damien that dynamic is really fun we're going to get a dick grayson in there no this is going to be bruce wayne and i know what i'm saying is like are we going to mention i I know like all the stuff that come out but it's like is this a scenario where dick grayson has actually been there i don't know i don't know i'm sure they don't either I'm hoping and assuming that we're going to see or hear some mention of Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake. Yeah, I, I heard when they were like, this is going to be the start of the introduction of the Bat family. I'm like, okay, that's a good sign because I think, you know, all all of the actual books, of com- I mean, all the comic books you read, I mean, you read, most of them are really good, but like it actually has like the, you know, I mean, like the almost the War of Robins. That was an interesting little story. Um, you can do stuff like that, and I think we all. I think even Chris O'Donnell would like you not to remember that he was actually in a Batman movie, and I think that's a positive step. I also think that should be before three of these movies we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother! Next up, we got Booster Gold. It's HBO Max series. Booster Gold is probably of all these announcements the one foolproof one because they don't have to do anything they don't have to worry about involving other characters booster gold's a guy from the future who is basically a loser he bet on games he was disgraced football star who's fallen from grace he takes a time bubble comes to the present day where he knows everything about all these great amazing heroes he steals a legion flight ring gives himself a big suit takes a robot drawing drone and decides he's going to be a hero but he can't do it right. So he's a little bit of a screw up. I think they could mess up if they go too far and make him incompetent. I think the trick with Booster is have him mostly competent, but make those kind of mistakes that a regular non hero would do. Like they can make him like a rookie. I mean, you can almost kind of use the 
template of the Flash kind of when he's starting off is like not a hero because he's not a hero. And then he's like, okay, you, you used to be a football star, but now you have all these powers. You can do some things. You and Skeets can actually work on doing stuff right, even though, you know, to make yourself better, but you're going to screw up. And there's going to be, some, I mean, there should be kind of some ramifications for the future because he's messing up time. But go, go with him, have him a good, good actor, have a good supporting cast. Don't go CW tropes and make, I mean, like Booster Gold actually is, he's, he literally should be so easy that they're so definitely going to screw it up. He's a hero for our times. He's basically the influencer of the superhero community. He's going to be pitching all kinds of sponsors, ads, and all this stuff. He's going to be live streaming while he's doing super heroic deeds. I can't see this dropping the ball, but I'm really worried that they may find some way to just screw it up. You can muck him up. It's, it's so easy. You can muck him up potentially ridiculous. Like If they go too far, like if they make him Peacemaker-style clownish, it could really not work. And that's probably the biggest fear. They need a good balance. And if they get that, it's going to be good. All right. So next up, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Now, this is based off of a fairly recent comic book where Supergirl was basically off planet, losing her powers, didn't have much of them. She helps this girl who's trying to get revenge on her father being killed. Sort of, sort of, kind of like a kill bill, but she knows that she's not a hitman assassin. So she gets Supergirl to help. Supergirl doesn't have all her powers and she's still trying to do the heroic thing. And she's kind of annoyed and irritated with her lot in life because of everything that's going on. And she just got away from Earth because she didn't want to be under Superman's shadow anymore. The story is really good. Worth checking out if you haven't read it. I'm really curious why we're getting a Supergirl in this round of DCU movies because we already got a Superman movie. And yes, this Supergirl film is going to take her off planet. She's not going to be around Superman. But it's the real issue because we've already introduced Superman. We don't need Supergirl coming so close on his heels going, well, anything Superman can do, I can do too. I'm just a girl. Well, I'm not telling is Sasha Callie is going to play Supergirl because James Gunn wasn't quite sure about that yet. He's quite non-committal. Um, I there's this a lot to unpack. I think the biggest thing is like you don't introduce the replacement slash equal on phase one. Like that's phase. I mean, like Marvel finally they did it in phase four. Like trying it's like, and I was gonna say, well, you you need to introduce one Roman, but the truth is Gal Gadot is so good at the role. You can't just replace her instantaneously and make people forget. It's, I mean, I, I mean, I know, I know. By the time this movie comes out, probably in twenty twenty seven, people will have forgot. But it's it's still it's just twenty twenty seven. But the problem is that's gonna be two years after Superman, and they're not gonna have a lot of films in between. It's. I hope it's it's almost like banking on everything we put out is so successful that it has such longevity in the movie theaters and on HBO Max that nothing you guys will just coast through and everybody will forget there's Marvel movies out. It, it, Marvel just took a hiatus <laughs> and stopped making movies and we're just awesome. We are the only game in town. And it's, it just seems like guys aren't, it, is, it doesn't sound realistic. That's, I think that's why I am, I am so negative on it because it's like you guys need to build up. I know you've mentioned this 
you need to get to building up to your Justice League versus Legion of Doom. And you guys are dragging your feet hard to make sure that doesn't happen. And it's like, people aren't, I mean, I just don't think that your second place offerings are going to keep people entertained for that long. I mean, oh. this is hoping that everything goes five years and you still have the keys, keys to the cards. Yeah. The final film that they've announced is Swamp Thing, which is very curious to me because it could not get a Swamp Thing show any traction. Like as soon as it aired, they announced it was canceled. So I don't know what the draw is for people to see this. Now, somebody referenced that, hey, back in the 80s or 70s and 80s, the original lineup for these movies, the DC was Superman, Supergirl, Batman, crappy Swamp Thing movie. Or I guess, okay, Swamp Thing movie. I shouldn't say crappy. But that's what they rolled out. So they're just doing that all over again. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's okay. But nobody's caring about Swamp Thing right now. Nobody's like, oh man, we really need a Swamp Thing movie. Back in the 80s, Swamp Thing was a big deal. So it made sense to make a movie out of them. They couldn't keep a show going. Now, James Mangold, the director of Logan, not my favorite comic book movie, wants to direct it. So I'm sure it'll be nice and talky and sloggy and all that good stuff. I'm sure he'll be fine for a Swamp Thing movie. But again, I feel like we're treading way too hard on the heavy, dour, non-fun characters in this universe. Booster Gold stands out to me as one of the few that's like, oh, this should be a fun movie. Superman Legacy should be pretty fun open that man and brave and the bold that could work but i mean it's gonna be batman so it's not gonna be a lot of laughs to it so that that's a lot of films a lot of shows that aren't gonna be fun at least from the initial breakdown of i mean like let's look at this in a pg-13 get everybody to go see this stuff i think it's gonna be a hard hard it's it's just really hard for me to think I'm gonna tell my kids, hey, you wanna go see uh Swamp Thing? No, I'm good. <laughs> like, I mean it's like you you gotta I mean, especially is movie theaters are raising prices. It's like you want me to spend twenty, twenty-eight dollars or twenty, twenty-seven dollars to see Swamp Thing. No, thank you. And IMAX. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well. That's the breakdown of all that stuff. So it's about time to start watching Flash now that it's over. So it's that special magical time of the week. Who are your nominees for Dummies of the Week? Oh, man. My Dummy of the Week is actually who I was just talking about. The geniuses of AMC Theater who decided you person would like to sit in the middle row of your designated seat. That's going to cost you. So... Their genius idea is you're going to have priority seatings and those actual seats that you really work hard to get to the movies for early or actually reserve your seat. Yeah, those are going to cost a premium. Those are going to be, but those ones you have to break your neck to actually see, those are going to be the, those are going to be the affordable prices. And I think as Toby McGuire said, it's like, so basically you're making it, you know, economic, not economical for your, you know, your lower class folks. You're almost, you're, you're being classes basically your lower folks are going to have to break their neck seat and they can't actually reserve a middle seat and actually enjoy a movie. That you so scream that, you know, the best way to watch a movie is in the movie. begged us to come back to the theaters. Like, I mean, begs like, oh, this is a way you have to see these. And now you're basically saying, well, if you can afford it, then you can actually watch the movie how you should. But if not, you're going to be like me. Uh, How much is that $22 Blu-ray 
that you guys want to keep phasing out. Yeah, I'm going to have a premium seat with my actual sound system, and that's how it's going to work. So AMC is my W of the week for that mess. Or I'm going to Regal Cinema or Bowtie Theaters, whatever. <laughs> Just check. Hey, don't give me an AMC gift card. I'm only a Regal guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your, your AMC gift card doesn't actually cover the seats you want. So would you like a nosebleed? I'm sorry, not, not one of the top. So you're going to have to have the middle row, that bottom row, and it's 3D, so good luck. Yeah, can I just cash this out? I'll take some overpriced popcorn. No cash popcorn. out. I'll, I'll take some overpriced popcorn and go. Thank you. All right, so my nominee is the NFL Network or Michael Irvin. I guess this story will come out in further detail later. But Michael Irvin, as you know, of my beloved Dallas Cowboys, um, was covering the Super Bowl as part of his duties at the NFL Network. Apparently, there are some allegations of misconduct at a hotel Sunday night. And a woman said that she had an, an encounter with Michael Irvin, who only recalled speaking with her in the hotel lobby for a minute. They shook hands and they spoke, and he's been telling the morning news and anybody else who will listen, including a Dallas radio show, that he didn't know what happened. We talked for 45 seconds, we shook hands, and I left. That's all I know. And he said, I don't really recall the conversation, to tell you the truth. We were out drinking. It was just a friendly conversation. What's up? I don't even know. I am totally perplexed. Now, based on Michael Irvin's past deeds back in the day during his heyday with the Cowboys, it's highly likely that he would forget something that he would say that was crazy or wild. But I feel like maybe the NFL Network need to do a bit more investigating before they send one of their top guys home. Are they going to change up all the commercials? But yeah, and if Michael Irvin's drinking that much, he doesn't remember what he said in a 45-second conversation. That's also a problem. So it's really a toss-up who my dummy of the week is. I'm going to just go with both because anytime we're going to smash the Cowboys, I'm going to go for it. So, yes, that's my nominee for Dummy of the Week. All right, well, it's time to zoom out of here and check out The Flash. And we'll need to talk about Last of Us very soon because I keep forgetting to mention it in long form, which we'll do next time. But thank you so much for rolling with me, bro. Thank you all out there for watching and listening. This episode allows Movie Files has been filed. <laughs>